What's up, everybody? Thank God it's Monday. If you don't feel that way, you ain't living right. Uh, <laughs> for real, though. Let's take a few seconds here and let's show some gratitude for just being alive. You know, um, it's a good life, man. It's a good time. It's a good like era to be alive in. Um, if you can't find at least 10 things to be grateful for this morning, uh, you ain't fucking living right. Um, so, uh, soups up, you know, same diff, man. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in so uh, regularly, man, man. Love you, Stanley. Um, and uh, so um, let's get right into it, man. Uh, love is absolutely the universal language that's spoken by every person I think by every being, by the universe itself, um, and obviously by God. Um, so it is my opinion, I believe it's fact, but that's just because I consistently see it play itself out all the time, that choice, literally to choose is to love. To not choose is to have contempt for. Um, and to get a little bit more... Um, into that here, I believe that we should probably define the word contempt. All right, contempt is defined as a. Uh, excuse me. Let me take a step back here. Um, I need to get another word in here first. <laughs> I'm losing my. Uh, I lost my train of thought already. <laughs> Hate it when that happens. Uh, 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 complacency. Okay. Uh, and complacency is defined as a contempt for danger. Contempt can be defined as a total disregard or disrespect for. Um, and when we break that down, what that means to me is that when we don't make choices, we're showing complacency in our life and contempt for the potential circumstances and more importantly, the consequences that it's going to produce. Um, this is math, guys. Let's stop pretending like we're surprised when we get what we get at a, any given situation. I think if you take the time to take a step back, you will have to be honest with yourself and say, it is not surprising when I get what I get because I know what I put into it. I know the ingredients that I put into this thing and if I don't uh, get what I want, it's because I didn't put the right ingredients in. You can't cook a steak and then be like, why isn't this chicken? It's just not how it works. But that's a good metaphor for what we're doing in life. You know what I mean? You can't take your hands off the steering wheel and then be surprised when you wreck your fucking car. All right? That is a perfect example of complacency and contempt in the face of potential consequences. All right? So to choose is to love. When you choose your partner, good morning, Chris. Morning, Mom. Um, when you choose your partner, you're, you're loving them by choosing to share. When you choose to share your life, when you choose to share who you are, to be authentic and vulnerable, that's love. That's why vulnerability is a non-negotiable format of, of living your life. If you keep thinking to yourself that somebody's going to fuck you over so you don't share who you really are, aren't you fucking yourself over? Because what about the people that aren't going to do that? And you know what's weird about that too? The more vulnerable you get, the more people who do want to use you or do want to take advantage of you are repelled by that because you're literal like honesty in the face of potential consequences is like terrifying to them all right personally 
I try to live my life consistently to the point where I don't believe I need to hide any aspect of myself from anybody for any reason. Because if I do, now I have something to worry about, all right? And I don't like giving myself shit to worry about. I did it for too many years, man. And I talk about myself a lot in these because I want to talk from experience. And I believe experience is the most powerful of all teachers. Um, and experience has taught me to trust my gut. Experience has taught me that honesty is always the best policy no matter what, even if it's scary. What's oftentimes the consequence of being honest when it's scary is you actually get to have an amazing human connection with another person because you chose, you loved them enough to show and display who you are because you loved you enough, all right? And when we don't display ourselves to the world, we're denying them and we're denying ourselves the true experience of being who God fucking made us to be. And I think that it's laughable that we think that we can wander around and be fake and somehow get results that aren't fake. But the hardest part about this is that we have to choose love with self, with our environment, with our circumstances, with the people around us, with our struggles, most importantly. How often have you actually taken the time to thank God for your struggles? When was the last time you said a prayer of gratitude for how hard you have it? I'll wait. Most people don't. Most people pray to get out of the circumstances that they themselves created, all right? Would you do that for your kids? And if you do, do you really think they're learning the lesson? Or are you actually hurting them and damaging them in the future and creating a situation where you're going to have to save them over and over and over and over again because you're unwilling to love them enough to grow on their own? Awesome, Chris. I love hearing that yesterday, actually. That's amazing to hear that there's people out there that are actually praying prayers of gratitude for their struggles. My struggles make me who I am. Those are the things that are chipping away all the stuff that I'm discovering is not me and discovering myself. And as it turns out, I love this statue so far, man. I can't wait to see what the next big chunk that falls away reveals to me about who I truly am. All right. I want to learn about myself so thoroughly that like it's not even a question of what I'll do in any given circumstance. And it's getting more and more to that point. It's getting more and more to the degree where it's like when something comes up, I just know what needs to be done. All right. And just like Chris said, man, you can't appreciate the good without the bad. And I would say even more so you can't appreciate the bad without the good. <laughs> That's a weird way to look at it, but it's true. When you recognize that the good comes from the bad and vice versa, you have to appreciate both. All right. And I'm a big, big fan of being honest about where I'm at. And again, honesty is an aspect of choice. It's a love choice. Love is always a choice. Fear is always a reaction. Anything that's fear-based will fuck you over. Anything that you react to with fear will destroy you over and over and over again. Even though it feels like you're saving yourself from potential emotional harm, really what you're doing is making yourself into a coward in your own mind. And if you think for a second that your subconscious and your soul doesn't make a little nick Every time, a little tick mark, every time you do something that's cowardly or avoid something that you know you should be doing, a choice that you should be making because you love enough being alive and the circumstances in front of you to take advantage of them, you're crazy. Straight up. All right? If you think that your creator doesn't have a reaction when you pray to them to save you from a situation that you created and promise you're never going to do it again and then turn around and do it again, Woo, them consequences are going to be so much worse the second time, all right? And that's not your creator punishing you. That's your creator letting you dig your hole until you're tired of digging. You know when you hit rock bottom for real? 
For real, do you want to know exactly when you've hit rock bottom? When you throw the shovel down and stop digging. You can't dig your way out of a hole. You have to climb out, and that's hard. You have to find and choose to do something different than what you were doing. You can't extricate yourself from the circumstances you've created with the same thought process and actions that got you into the circumstances that you don't like. It seems simple. I wish that I could have understood these things so simply so early on, but I always wanted to make things complicated. I always wanted to add something to it that I thought was going to help get me into the situation. Well, maybe if I just do this, it'll blah, blah, blah. And maybe if I just do this, it'll blah, blah, blah. Maybe if I'm just rude enough to enough other people, I'll get enough negative attention that I'll feel better about me. Rough. And I'm experiencing the backlash of that right now, the exact backlash of who I used to be based on that stuff online because I have so much current hate on my TikTok. It is mind-blowing. I mean, mind you, it is an overwhelming support. Overwhelming support. We're talking like 33K likes on this video and you know 9,000 plus comments, nine-tenths of which are positive, and then 1%, one-tenth, is just, or not 1%, you know, 10%, I guess, of the comments are hateful. But that's not even 1% if you consider the 33,000 some odd likes that I've got on that too. And I'm having to remind myself that all of these people are actually in pain. And I know this because nobody that's not in pain would go out of their way to critique another human unbidden, unasked for. Because anybody that's actually focusing on themselves know that that's not going to be helpful. I do it all the time. I get ready to comment and it's usually nothing negative. It's just like, hey, man, like, I don't agree with that, blah, 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 blah. Let me give you my reasoning. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to go ahead and move on, move on, move on. I'm going to be the example of what I want to have in my life. You know, I'm going to be the example to myself. But karmic debt is real. God will absolutely show you who you used to be and who you are right now. And sometimes it'll, it'll, it'll show your ass a little bit, you know? And that's good, though. It's good because it allows you to really realize how important it is to continue choosing love, all right? It is a universal language. It's the highest display of wisdom. It's the highest display of worship. It's the highest display of honesty and truth to just love, all right? And the more fluent we become in that language, the easier it becomes to continually display it. All right? It's displayed, not given. All right? Love isn't an emotion you feel when you look at your partner because you think they're sexy. Love isn't an emotion that you look at somebody and you're like, they're so beautiful. It has nothing to do with it. Love is the emotion that you have when you do the right thing despite the fact that your partner's managed to make you so angry you want to stab them in the neck. Maybe that's a little bit of overplay. Maybe you guys don't feel that way, but I feel like all of us kind of have those moments. <laughs> Love. Ooh, shit. Love is the, is the thing that you display when you do the right thing for the right reasons. When you're honest with somebody, even though they're not maybe wanting to hear what you have to say, but you know that it's necessary. All right? And that's a choice. Those are choices that we make consistently to display ourselves and who we are. And vulnerability means not holding back your thoughts because you're afraid somebody is going to have a negative opinion. Now, the online universe a little bit different, but when you have people in person that you care about, holding back because you're afraid of hurting their feelings is actually lying to them. And lying isn't nice. We already understood that. We all learned that in grade school. Lying isn't nice. Lying isn't love. Lying is fear. We keep saying that over the office. I'll drive that home as many times as I need to, man. There's no such thing as hate, essentially. Hate 
is the physical reaction of fear. Hate is fear without a place to be resolved. Have you ever noticed that when you are afraid of something, it starts to make you angry? Like for me, I'm going to be honest, man. I get like an inferiority reaction towards doing basic menial tasks. I know that's weird, but like bureaucratic stuff, anything that's like legal that I have to read, I want to like burn the paper, headbutt walls, scream, punch stuff because I don't understand it and it makes me feel stupid. Is anybody trying to make me feel stupid? No, I just don't understand it. This is the statement of fact, but I have that feeling in me and I have to fight against it and choose to continue going through the process because me avoiding it because I have some type of feelings about it is actually, again, contempt. It's actually a disregard for the potential danger. It's a contempt for the consequences. It is complacency in the highest order. And complacency is also a fear reaction, man. I'll do it later is the war cry of the loser. I'll do it when I feel like it, the war cry of the loser, all right? And I think that might be worse than being afraid of something because when you just want to do it later because it's not convenient to you right now, that is just the highest display of egotism. It's like the highest display of thinking you're too good to do what you need to be doing, which I guess, you know, essentially is uh, <laughs> some idea of like maybe fear of effort. I don't know, but I, I think that most negative responses are rooted in fear. I guess you could say that's egotism and egotism is 100% rooted, uh, result, like, rooted in fear because if it wasn't, it wouldn't feel the need to display and puff its chest out at people. It would just do what it needed to do, all right? Um, so we've kind of covered how like love is a choice. You know, love is choice in and of itself. I believe our creator gave us freedom of choice because at a simple level, choice is love. Giving somebody the freedom to choose what they want, that's love. They say, if you love something, set it free. If it comes back to you, then it's yours forever. <laughs> Interesting, right? Um, but the idea is that I think that real love is that you set it free all the time. I mean, obviously you communicate. You, you, feel, you like display yourself, you get vulnerable, you get honest, you choose to be yourself and your best highest self at all times without, without pulling the punches, without holding back, without being afraid. And that's something that's difficult, man, but I believe that we need to bring it into all circumstances because let me put something out here real quickly that I think is a major, major energy leak or a major, major um, destructive habit that we see in modern society consistently okay and and that is that we have this idea like there's an amount of love that we can give and that it ends that's simply not how that works okay um when you are filling your cup when the vessel inside of you is being filled with love literally i believe that the love inside of you that you are able to manifest is your creator it's, a, it's an aspect of our creator's spirit, and it cannot run out. It's an ever-flowing river. And, and like my pastor said this last, this last weekend, man, and it really hit me because I've thought about this a lot, and I've talked about it a lot, is that you know, love isn't meant to be just a vessel inside of us. It's not meant to be a simple lake. He said it's meant to be a river that outflows from us all the time. And I'm going to use the metaphor that I continue to use in it, that it's a vessel. It's a cup. But it's like a bottomless cup. It's a well that's always overflowing. It's just like... Honestly, like an oil well, when they finally strike it, it's just like, boom, all right? And I think that as long as we don't cap it, that it will continue to function like that, all right? And I've never had a situation where like, man, I'm just out of love today. 
I've never had a situation where when I see somebody that I love that maybe I haven't, I haven't like seen in a long time that it doesn't immediately bring my spirits up. I haven't ever had a situation where a spiritual thing happens to me that it doesn't just, whoa, man, I'm just feeling that. That's so amazing. Like, I've never had a situation where I'm like, well, I'm out of love today. But, but in society, we all behave like we have a limited amount. You know what real love is? Getting up early and choosing to glorify like God's creation in your body and take care of it. Nobody is wondering, I wonder how we get healthy. Nobody's wondering that. We all know, okay? Love is choosing to be on time to work and work the best like shift that you can every day. Right? Love is knowing that you're doing the best you can at any given time, bringing your best you to, to every circumstance because anything less is complacency. And we already discussed complacency is a contempt for danger. All right. So if you bring half-assed effort in anything in your life, you can't act surprised when the shit that you didn't want to happen happens because you've been complacent. You've been contemptuous about those consequences. And you've more importantly been contemptuous about the things that you were gifted with and been ungrateful for them. All right. And so if we can choose to remember that love never runs out, it's always coming up and bring love into every situation by choosing moment by moment to create the life that we want to, to create the individuals around us and help them create themselves and inspire everybody around you. You can't go wrong, man. Like worst case scenario, you act in your best, highest self at all times and somebody fucks you over. Well, hey man, you acted right the whole time. Is all that money gonna make you so resentful that you're gonna let that person who is hurting themselves who is hurting inside, change you, and then you're going to become hurt afterwards and you're going to carry that around and, and display it to other people? Or would you rather just know that you've been your highest self at all times? I mean, that's a hard thing to do. I'm not saying it's easy, but any of the things in life that are worth it are not easy. I think any of the things that are worth it in life are simple, <laughs> which is what makes it hard because we don't want to because we're afraid of it. And fear grabs a hold of you, man. It grabs a hold of you. And I know, I lived in fear for so long, it's actually painful to think about sometimes even how long I did. You know, I don't beat myself up for it, man. But like I lived in fear and anger and frustration and just flinging every negative emotion I could possibly come up with around at anybody that was nearby at me at all times for so long that I, w I wouldn't even know when it started. But I know the time, I couldn't put it a pinpoint on it, but I remember when I realized that it wasn't working. I remember when I realized that I couldn't blame everybody else and be angry at them anymore. And it was a slow realization, a lot of little, aha, whoa, okay, wow, moments. But it all happened when I realized that I didn't know everything and that I had to stop pretending like I did. That I had to quit standing on the achievement or lack of achievement more accurately, but I had to quit standing on my intelligence like it was some sort of pillar of coolness. Like the, like my intelligence could somehow think me in and out of any situation or think reality to be different around me because I thought that it should be different. When I realized that I needed to use the gift of my intelligence to work within the boundaries of reality, all of a sudden stuff changed for me. Once I realized that there is an easy formula for anything I could ever want to do at all times, it just changed because I realized that I needed to take action on me. 
And I started speaking that universal language of love to myself. And I'm not perfect at it yet, but I work at it every day. And I know that each day that I work at it, I get better at it. And the enemy of good is perfection. Because perfectionism is actually a fear-based thought process. It's more important that I get out here and do this every day. And just do it because it's my heart. My, my heart is desiring for me to continue putting this out here. Than it is for me to be perfect on every one of these. Sometimes the whole time, my, my, every hair on my body is standing up goosebumps the whole time. And I'm like, oh my God, I just, I'm feeling it. You know, and other times like today, it's not so much, but I don't remember every aspect of this message I delivered today. And I, that to me usually says a good thing because it means that I'm speaking from the heart and not some planned bunch of pack of lies that I tried to make up to sound nice. And that is in and of itself, again, a choice. I choose not to try to put something together for y'all in advance. I want to inspire by my total lack of fear in the face of these things. And it's not that I don't fear. It's the, it's my, let me rephrase that. It's my total contempt for the fear. <laughs> it's my total unwillingness to allow it to sway my decisions. Do I get gripped by it? Absolutely. Do I live in it? No. And you'll get better and better at recognizing these things as you do it. And I guess today it was more of an actionable kind of a video. You know, instead of necessarily motivation, I've tried today to give a whole bunch of little actions, little things that we can choose to do in any given situation and bring our best self to bear. And again, I think at the end of the day, man, it's going to be really hard to look at yourself in the mirror and hate yourself the same way most of us do, if I'm truly honest, because when I was living in fear all those years, I really did hate myself because fear, hate is the byproduct of consistent fear. Hate is the byproduct of ignorance and fear combined. And every day I'd look at myself in the mirror and I'd try to say some nice things to myself because I heard, you know, if you say nice things to yourself, it's good. But you can't tell me you love yourself if you don't treat yourself with love and respect. You don't, buying shit for yourself ain't love. Shopping, like shopping, what the hell would it be called? Like a uh, shop therapy, not a thing. And I'll even say this is probably not good for me as a business owner, don't care. Tattoo therapy is not actually necessarily helping you unless it's serving a greater purpose. What I'm trying to get at is that you have to choose what's best for you because you love you. And you have to choose to be the best version of yourself because you love those around you. And you have to try to choose to be the best version of yourself for those around you and to inspire them to be the best version of themselves because you're living in a fucking collective consciousness and a community that everybody's affected by. And we're living in a world that that community is affected by and so on and so forth. And no small act of kindness and love is ever wasted, no matter how small or how wasted it felt afterwards. Because you get to live in the knowledge of knowing that you gave a little bit of God's perfect love to somebody else out of yourself. You gifted a little piece of your creator that lives inside of you that will, was immediately refilled. It's not like you took a chunk out and didn't have it there no more. It was immediately refilled and helped somebody else fill their glass because maybe they just didn't believe it could get filled that day. And that's literally the last ingredient to all this is you just have to believe that that wellspring of love inside of you is endless at all times. You have to believe that all it takes is for you to just tap into it. It's, it's like a river. All you have to do is reach in and fill the cup. It's not about like, oh my God, let me just, like, it's just like, you know, put the well down and get the bucket up and blah, blah, blah. you just reach in and fill the cup. You don't have to do that. You just will it. You just think it and it comes out. But hey, who am I? I'm just FaceTats McGee, you know. <laughs> 
But I love doing this because I love you guys. And that's genuine. I really do. I love all of us. Talk to you guys tomorrow.